Blog Talk Radio. Wrestling used to come into Winnipeg every, about once a month, 
And they went to the Winnipeg Auditorium and they drew about 3,000 people every every month. Win- Winnipeg was always a very big wrestling place. Anyway, uh, I was about eight years old. My dad got a couple of tickets from Ellix, and I'll never forget that first night. I was totally hooked. Uh, the main the main event was uh, the Kelnikoff brothers. I'm not sure if any of the fans will remember them, but they were the heels, the bad guys. People hated the Kelnikoffs. And they were going against two fan favorites, Yukon Eric and the great whipper Billy Watson. So that was my first uh, introduction to a live wrestling. And uh, I was instantly hooked. And then uh, a couple of years later, I got a little bit older, and I was about 12 or 13, and I... I went down to the auditorium by myself and watched a few matches. And I, I remember always liking, like I used to like to go to the back where the guys were coming out. And uh, quick story, uh, I was there one time and I thought maybe I'll get, get an autograph or something. And lo and behold, I met uh, two guys called the Kangaroos, El Costello and Ray Heffern, the Royal Kangaroos. And there was instant rapport, and I thought, man, I think I have a mate. And I remember uh, one of them said, Bob, would you uh, would you be interested in carrying our, our bag back to the hotel? And it was a place called the Marlborough Hotel, which was where all the wrestlers used to stay. So I, I remember going back to the Marlborough Hotel. So anyway, uh, lo and behold, uh, I thought, man, I very fortunate young man to meet the Royal Kangaroos, and these guys were bad guys at the time, but they were my fan favorite. So, uh, and then uh, eventually I got involved uh, with the uh, they changed ownership. The NWA stopped going in, and Vern Gagne and AWA from Minneapolis started running Winnipeg. Eventually, they uh, left and Winnipeg. Be, uh, huh? And that would be my home territory. Uh, see, see how I'm from North Dakota, that would be my home territory, Vern well, territory. Yeah, right. I remember, uh, I think it was, uh, it was AWA, and the, I remember they had guys like, uh, it said, uh, uh, Winnipeg, Minneapolis, Detroit, uh, Puerto Rico. They, they always mention Ivan Putsky, Poland, yeah, Poland. So Ivan Putsky and, uh, the Crusher and uh, Maurice and Sean, all these guys. I started watching them on TV every week on a Saturday night. Uh, Dick the Bruiser? Dick the Bruiser, yeah. Uh, Ray Stevens. Uh, the whole works, you know. And uh, uh, we, It was a great thing to watch on a Saturday night. And uh, A couple of few years later, I, I knew the guys used to stay at the Marlboro Hotel and I was down there one night, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go down. Maybe I found out that the AWA guys used to hang out there, and I uh, went in there one night and sat down in the restaurant. But talking to this guy, his name was Bill Miller, big Bill Miller, uh, Dr. X, says, please join us. So I joined them at the table, and the guy uh, with them. You mentioned uh, Vern Donia's territory. My parents uh, always used to go to the Fargo Civic Center uh, once a month or once every other month to watch uh, guys like uh, Mad Dog Bashan and uh, Butcher Bashan and 
my mom told me a story how they used to just love going until uh, Mad Dog with Sean took a clothesline over the rail and ended up in my mom's lap. Boy, yeah. I can see something like that. that would be... Yeah, Fargo, <laughs> she, that wasn't... She, she, she said she got so terrified, they didn't go again after that. Well, it's a different, you know, different time in uh, wrestling. It's not like, no, those days it was all uh, uh, protect the business, kayfabe. Uh, I mean, you can, you could, I remember Nick Bockwinkle and putting a, an arm bar on a guy and... Uh, he would get so much heat after 20 minutes with one simple move, and the, and the fans went crazy. I remember guys like that. Nowadays, it's all changed. But I'm just saying, with Big Bill Miller, when I sat down at the Marlboro Hotel, uh, the guy with him was turned out to be Andre the Giant. So I had, I think I drank one beer, and he drank ten. But we, I spent wow. about an hour with these two guys, and I thought, wow, this is fantastic, Andre the Giant. He was a big, pretty nice guy, very nice guy, and big Bill. And so, no, that was uh, kind of the start of my uh, getting to know a few of the guys. And you know, a guy from Winnipeg who was just a big fan. I, I was, I was in my element then. Uh, Bob Johnson's our guest here. He's the our wrestling uh, historian from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Now I want to kind of uh, I want to kind of transition a little bit. Uh, you know, you mentioned you work with Stu's, so that would be, of course, Stampede Wrestling. Uh, yeah. In that time, working with Stu, you've met all the boys, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let me uh, kind of tell you how I sort of got involved with Stu. It was an interesting deal. Uh, I had uh, sure. uh, just to finish my thing about Winnipeg. Um, I used sure, to hang out in, in Winnipeg, and I got to know, I had this little grocery store uh, in Winnipeg, and uh, it was right near the Winnipeg Arena. And the wrestlers used to all stop in there for smokes and cigars and mix and whatever they were doing. Lo and behold, uh, Bobby Heenan came in my store, uh, Jack Lanza, Bobby Duncan, Nick, uh, Maurice Sean. Uh, mainly the heels, for some reason, came in. And uh, Johnny Valiant, Jimmy Valiant, uh, we became really good friends, and they invited me down to the Marlboro to drink with them and uh, ended up uh, one night. Actually, I, I, I used to, every third week in Winnipeg, they would, AWA would come in, and I'd get a, one time I got a call from in my store. I, got, I answered the phone call, and, he says, this is uh, Bobby Heenan. I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. We're going to drive up to Winnipeg for tomorrow night. Let's get together, Bob. Man, fantastic. And then uh, he actually talked me into uh, one time. Uh, said, can you get somebody to take care of your store? Why don't you come down to Denver with us? So I, I got on the plane the next night, went down to Denver. Uh, we're going in the back door. They had all the fans on one side of the old McNichol Sports Arena. And there was uh, Jimmy, Johnny, and, and Bobby Heenan. Some fan yelled out, hey, Heenan, who's that guy with you? And uh, Heenan <laughs> says to me, "Take." A, I, I, I had lost my long story. I had, had a, didn't have any lower denture. But anyway, uh, he said, Bob, take out your teeth and growl at the guy. So I did that. And I'm 
we got a problem here tonight, guys. We have no no nobody to do the announcing. So he said, well, Bob Johnson, he'd be a great announcer. So so that's how I became an announcer. I did that from about 1980 to 84. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, had a big calling out was with uh, the Woody and Peters that I worked for, and uh, I went to work and. About two days later, uh, Bruce Hart, one of his two sons, said, listen, why don't we uh, hire Bob to take care of our spot shows, you know? We were running Calorie Friday, Edmonton Saturday, and then we had four or five days that they had, because everybody was getting a guarantee then. So, they said, Stu Hart said to me, Bob, we want you to do these spot shows. I had no idea what a spot show was, but, so I... I said, what is my territory? It's in Alberta, Saskatchewan, British Columbia, Northwest Territories, and Montana. That's like about half of North America. You know? So I did that for, for five years and uh, became really, really, really close friends with the Hart family. And Stu and Helen were my absolute dearest friends ever in life, beside my parents. Just wonderful, wonderful people. And... Uh, I had, I, had, I had lots of fun. I did lots. Got really got to, to appreciate the business. Owen Hart one time told me he said, you know, I think Bob should stay as an, an announcer and maybe a, a referee and set up the shows. You know, and he told me I'll never forget. He says, you know, Bob Bob's not an athlete like we are. I think he should forget about being a wrestler. So I never actually wrestled. I've done everything else, Scott. So that's how I meet met Stu Hart. A long story short, that's how I met Stu, and I'm still great friends with the the Hearts in 2024. And I came in many years ago, and still great friends with uh, everybody. Brad, uh, Bob, oh. uh, Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson's our guest here, and uh, we're on uh, Icon and Friends here uh, on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, it is uh, 618. We have uh, an hour and a half to go here. So, uh, you know, there's one term that you mentioned, uh, kayfabe, and I want to kind of transition a little bit, then we'll go back to talking about Stu. Uh, And then, uh, Big Screen, if you want to chime and ask a question, go ahead. But, uh, you know, you mentioned kayfabe. Uh, Would you say uh, in... The wrestling age nowadays, Bob, that kayfabe is dead? Uh, yeah, I think, let's put it this way. I, I could never really figure out the, the, the modern deal. You know, they got they got the big companies, WWE and everybody say, you know, it's a big work. It's all scripted, blah, blah, blah. However, well, uh, they still try to present it as though it's a shoot. And... My right. philosophy is that 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 it doesn't matter. I I I I all the fans I've seen over the years, I've realized one thing with fans: most of them know it's a work, basically a work, but they want to have that 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 uh, they want to have the uh, you have to suspend the disbelief for part of the show, and as long as you can suspend the disbelief. And have them think that some of it might be on the up and up. Some of this might be a shoot. That's the whole key. That's my opinion. Uh, I think uh, Vince is still, uh, and, and uh, WWE is, 
was still pretty good at that deal, even though they had tried to sell it as a big uh, sports entertainment and all that. But I don't know. I, well, I, that's how I think about it. Well, Bob, to, to, to jump in uh, on, on that, too, an icon oh, yeah. also to, to sort of answer, um, it's weird. Okay, so as you know, I grew up, you know, we started the show, the Monday night show called Attitude Era Live, because that's, that's really what I grew up on, the Attitude Era, both from, you know, Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. Back in the day, you get a, you get a character like, you know, Stone Cold, let's say. He was, you know, arguably the face of the Attitude Era or whatever. If you saw Stone Cold outside of wrestling, okay, you saw him in the grocery store, you saw him in, uh, you know, uh, uh, at those mall appearances, you saw him here, you saw him there. He was Stone Cold. You'd probably see him mostly in the bar, though. Well, true. Okay, but my point is he was that persona. What you saw on television is what he was. And now you've got, you know, so that made it real. You're like, wow, this is a guy who, you know, talks with the southern accent, who likes to drink, who's, you know, rough around the edges. He's this, he's that. I mean, obviously the character is like Sting. He's not walking around with the crow makeup outside of work. You know what I mean? But I I just think it's more they have access to these these people's real lives. So, for example, you'll see him on Raw, right, and then then you'll see him on their their Instagram or on their TikTok, and they're doing everyday activities. Like uh, Liv Morgan, I, I, I get Liv Morgan updates all the time because I, I think she's attractive and I like looking at pretty girls. So I'll get I'll get Liv Morgan's thing and you'll see her on air and she's got the makeup on with the fake tears and the whole you know a Harley Quinn ripoff thing like they, they they tried to do with Alexa Bliss and she has her whole character and then you see her and she's got no makeup on with these big aviator glasses and hey guys it's me uh, you know Gianna whatever her real name is and we're at the guy zone today or oh I'm going to get my nails done or I'm going to blah 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 and you see them in their real life and you see them as who they are as, as people um, now more so than ever with social media and I think that kind of kills kayfabe a little bit because instead of these characters being larger than life being you know, real to you, and, or, or as real as they could be to you. Now it's kind of like watching a, a, a TV show. You turn on a TV show, and you know, oh, these guys are acting, but eh, it's entertaining for you know the half hour or hour that the show lasts, and then it's whatever. You know, these guys are entertaining, yeah. and it's the same thing now. You're watching it as an entertainment, knowing that they've got their real life and they've got this because they're going to go on TikTok as soon as they get out of the ring and go, hey guys, fun match, ha ha ha, you know what I mean? So it's much different I, and I think Kayfabe started to get, um, start, started to, to, to lose its luster a bit with social media becoming so big with these guys because it, it just doesn't give them the same image anymore. Yeah. We, we, I'll give you, let me give you a quick example. Uh, when I worked for Stu Hart, uh, like we always had, we had two bands that we traveled in. We had our baby face band and our heel band. Any, we would never have the guys be seen together. If Stu Hart caught a, a baby face and a heel, even after the show together, you wouldn't have a job. But well, it's, well, it's well a yeah, and, and, and that. And that's sort of what, what added to making it so much more realistic for the viewer. Whereas now, you know, Roman Reigns and L.A. Knight, let's give you an example. Roman Reigns and L.A. Knight just had this big 
feud going on with the bloodline and all this. And, you know, who, who knows? They might be on TikTok having a beer together after the show, and it's all goofy. You, know, you never know. So it's just one of those things where social media and the availability of the everyday life of these superstars and, and, and the want and need for people to see the everyday life of these superstars has really made uh, what they do a little bit less um, real feeling, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. It makes it, you know, it, it's more, it's you know, more of a TV show another, than it is a, it is a reality. Oh, exactly. You know, another good, another good example of that, uh, look back in, uh, I don't know, maybe about two or three years ago, uh, uh, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens were in a uh, were in a big feud against each other, right? They turned their backs on each other, right? Uh, uh, Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn. Then uh, two weeks later, they're showing they're showing on Twitter uh, they're at each other's wedding. So that kind of ruined the whole deal. Exactly. And yeah. back in and back in the day, they were so um, so committed to keeping these characters and these feuds and these rivalries as real feeling as possible that, you know, they, they, back in the, let's say these guys, let's say you put them in a time, uh, in a time capsule, and you drop them back to 1998, 96, 97, 98, they would have been like, Hey man, I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't go to your wedding. I can't be seen at your wedding. It's a feud. You know, I can't, we can't do this. We have a job to do. And WWE would have been like, no, you guys can't go together. I mean, you know, and they would have now it's like oh yeah hey basically social media has made this a nine to five for them uh that's just my job i'm just going to work i punch in and then then this is me every every other time and it kind of loses its luster in that regard and it started to be why i stopped watching it because you know i'll get an update on my phone so and so wins the belt and then i'll get an update on my phone that same so and so is you know, um, oh look at look at I got my nails done, or oh look I got a new T-shirt, or oh I got I'm like, oh, you know if if you're a jerk on TV, I I want you to be a jerk all the time. You know what I mean? I don't want you to be oh, the yeah. nicest guy on the planet and then be a jerk on TV. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just uh, you know, I, I want good, a little bit more continuity. You know, another good example of that was the uh, when they had that uh, TV show about the divas. You know, all these divas are supposed to be against each oh, yeah, other, total divas, but, but they're going on yeah. vacations. Uh, I think that was the beginning of all this. Yeah, they're going on vacations together, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, uh, Lana was supposed to be this Russian uh, gal, uh, and uh, she's supposed to be like a communist speaking nothing but Russian. Then she's on this diva show. She's speaking English, no accent, uh, and she's, um, well, it. The only thing that didn't really change is she was hated by the divas too, but she was on the show, you know. So yeah, so that brings me to the point, Bob. Kayfabe is dead. Uh, let me uh, give you guys a good example. Uh, after sure. Stu Hart got, shut the Stampede Wrestling down and retired in 1990, I went back to Winnipeg for about three years. So I'm at work one night and uh, I get a my I was staying with my mum for. a couple of months and my mom says Bob I got a call from a guy named Owen Hart he wants you to give him a call I said what the hell would Owen Hart be calling me how did he get my number anyway make a long story <laughs> short WWE were wrestling in Winnipeg at the arena and Owen I phoned him up he said Bob it's Owen I called him Omar 
I said, Omar, where are you? He said, I'm at the airport airliner hotel in Winnipeg here, and we're wrestling tonight. Can I, do you, you want to drive over and give me a ride to the to the building? I said, hey, anything, anything for you, man. So I pick him up, take him to the arena. He did his thing, and he would, that's when he was a heel right at the time. Anyway, uh, he walks in the in the Winnipeg arena. He had a towel over his head. I walk in with him. He walks right by everybody. And then at the end of the, end of the show, show, he says, Bob, uh, the guy who's the promoter here, the local guy, owns a restaurant called the Pony Corral. And he's invited a bunch of the guys to go to his restaurant to have a, have dinner. So, hey, no problem. So I, I leave my car at the arena. The guy picks me up and he says, I've got a few other guys coming. So in the guy's car, Davy Boy, Owen, me, you're never going to believe the other guy, Shawn Michaels, and the guy driving. We drive to the whole the guys. We drive, and, and Davy Boy was the baby face. We drive to the Pony Corral. We have to go to the back, and he says, Davey, you get out. So Davey got out and joined the Undertaker in one corner. Shawn Michaels and Owen, they went on another side of the restaurant, totally in character, obnoxious. Uh, and I, I had such a good, good time. What a laugh. I'm eating supper with Shawn Michaels and all these guys, half of them were cut, and they're trying to get a conversation with Shawn Michaels, who was super evil, arrogant, you know. So that, that, I'll never forget that that time. And Owen, don't talk to me, you know. And I'm trying to have my supper and all this stuff. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. But that was that was the true kayfabe days, you know. And uh, uh, Bob, uh, we have a we have a caller uh, that would like to uh, chime in and ask you a question. Seven one seven area code. Go ahead. You're on with uh, you're on with Bob Johnson. Go ahead. Hey, hey, how's it going, Bob Johnson? I was I was talking about kayfabe. Um, I'm Luke Demuse, a, a big big fan. Um, uh, everything in the industry, I, I just you know, it always fascinated me. Um, but with the curtain call. Do you think that that was like a, a turning point for kayfabe? Uh, like you know, with the whole how the dynamics of the whole industry changed. Almost it seemed like after that event, like yeah, I, I think well, uh, unfortunately social media or didn't help things. But again, I was yeah. always, I was always questioned. Vince, Vince and company would always come out and say, you know, it's a work. It's all scripted, all this stuff. Yet they would try to portray the 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 uh, matches as a shoot. And then I question, oh, if, if if the fans knew that, why would they even go to the stupid wrestling? Oh, I, I just, again, I think Vince and company and. And even uh, current the other promotion, promotions, I think they're pretty good at doing it. Uh, still, in some way, mm-hmm. trying to do kayfabe. They, uh, I've had uh, I can t- I could give you guys a separate story, a separate show just on the ribs. Go ahead. I, I've had so yeah, let's hear them. Been, invo- <laughs> been involved with so how, many so ribs. How many on times? The- how many times did you get ribbed by Owen? <laughs> I got. No, it's funny. Owen and I really hit it off. Owen and I never—he uh, didn't rib me much, but but he used to. I remember one time uh, he, he he used to call Stu up, 
and uh, he he got on the phone, or, and he would, or he would uh, ask for Stu's wife Helen, and he would he, I, he would say, "This is Stu. Uh, this is Stu. Hi, honey. Everything." <laughs> But he, that, that's, he, he was a, a, a good river in that sense that he, it was not malicious stuff. It was just all uh, were you, good, uh, good stuff. Were, you know. were, you familiar, were you familiar with the, the story when Owen Hart uh, called Stu and acted like he was Reg Park? Oh, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. I, <laughs> I, it's funny, I, I, I knew Reg really well, and I remember telling Reg about that, and he... Uh, Reg, uh, I don't think he really understood what I was talking about, but he he kept he, he was on our Heartbeat Radio show one one time, and I we were telling he was telling us or Bruce had brought up that story, and I mean, old Reg, he was quite confused at the time. He uh, that was that was a good story, but he I think he, he almost took it not wrong, but yeah. he. Uh, That was a a good story. (laughs) Yeah, I I had heard that uh, Stu had yelled at uh, uh, Owen uh, as Reg Park, and I guess Stu said, Well, Reg, if you wanted to try me, why didn't you try me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, (laughs) we're down at this place, I guess they're down at this place called the Cauliflower Alley Club or something, and uh, they're in the lobby, and, uh, you know, Big Reg was just kind of, he worked up here, kind of a humble, big, humble, nice guy. And Stu, uh, after this uh, thing, he apparently walked up to, so you got a problem with me? I, I treated you pretty good up in Calgary. What's your problem with me? And supposedly uh, <laughs> Reggie didn't know what the, what, what are you talking about? And he says, well, I, what are those comments I heard about? Poor Reg had no idea. And then he says, "Give, give me a, a, a listen. I'm here. Listen, give, give me your best shot. If you're mad at me, give. You never had a chance in Calgary. If you want to have it down here at the Cauliflower Alley Club. So that, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> well, I, hey, I'll tell you what, Luke. Uh, if you want to, if you want to stick around, uh, we'll, we can uh, ask an interesting point here. Uh, 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 Bob's going to be on with us for another 15 minutes here. Uh, we uh, wanted to have him talk about the past and the present of wrestling. Uh, he, we agreed that uh, we weren't going to talk about the scandal with him. Uh, you, me, and Big Swing can talk about that. But uh, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Bob. We have Bob Johnson, I guess, here on uh, Icon and Friends here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, uh, Reg, I'm, I'm sorry, Reg, uh, Bob, with uh, the fact that uh, – <laughs> And we're not, and we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the scandal, of course. But now that Vince McMahon is done with wrestling, uh, and I guess The Rock is now involved as uh, the top guy, uh, do you think wrestling in the WWE will survive without a McMahon at the helm or involved in any way? I think it'll go on. I think it's going to be quite a bit different. I, I heard the the guy who owns that uh, the the T. Is it TK? I'm not really up on that, but the yeah, TK, yeah, he's not. I heard yep. he's not a big wrestling fan. He doesn't even like wrestling. That's what I heard. But uh, I, what what I think might yeah, happen. Yeah, he's an MMA guy. Yeah, what I think what what might happen. I think eventually, they are they'll probably uh, you probably won't see a lot of WWE people. Period in the 
in the new company. I, I can easily see a guy like Hunter and uh, all the, that crew no longer it, Hunter's out too, right? I heard, uh, but is Bruce Pritchard still sticking around, or does anybody know of any? Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think he'll, he'll, he'll probably, I'm sure it'll, he'll be out of it. Thing. Wow. Maybe a few of the other guys. I don't think they'll have anything to do with the uh, the WWE. It's going to be pretty tough on the network every time. I don't know how many times I've been wa- I watched the network and they have that thing where I was watching one the other night where they had uh, you know when Austin sprayed the milk at Vince and all that. But all of vignettes. Uh, I don't know if they had to edit all that out or I can't. I guess there's no mention of, of oh, Vince wow. now. Well, the- well, the way I understand it is, uh, uh, like, Brock Lesnar has been erased from the WWE, and Vince McMahon will not be erased from the memory of the WWE, but going forward, uh, I guess they're not even able to mention his name. Uh, well, you know, I kind of can't erase Vince McMahon. I mean, you can give Brock Lesnar the no, Chris Benoit treatment you know, all you want. I mean, you, you, can, you can take Brock Lesnar off of everything and whatnot, but... You know, first of all, video production um, through all of the old episodes and all that is really difficult to edit that out and make it look clean. I, I mean, it's going to take a while to, to go on and do a lot of that. But, 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 but yeah. with Vince McMahon, with Vince McMahon, that's almost like you know, giving an example here. Let, let's say um, Vince Lombardi had something like this back in the day, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you can't. You know, can't call it the Vince Lombardi Trophy anymore, and you can't show old Packers highlights, and you can't. It's like you, you, the dude made football what it is. Vince McMahon made wrestling what it is. There's no way you can actually, and, and his storylines being such an integral part from you know '96 through just as, as early as a year or two ago. You just cannot do it without. They can try to erase him, but they can never fully erase him. I mean, yeah, I can always whip out my '64 and play New Mercy, you know. <laughs> yeah, it kicked down yeah. the doors. I, mean, I, I don't know. Always be there. He's just gonna, and he's always gonna be there. And it's and and it's it's one of those things where an icon. Uh, I do gotta uh, pop off uh, for a second here because I'm walking into work. But but uh, I saw everything you were saying all week about. Um, you know, well, Triple H should be fired. They should, they should fire him. They should, you know, kick him out because, you know, just because he didn't really have a solid it's answer. Absurd is this cancel culture. It's crazy. And, and but but no, but but Icon all week has been like, you know, they should fire Triple H. I mean, he, I mean, he hasn't liked Triple H since since the beginning. But the thing is, is that you can't really fire a Triple H. Well, and, and even if you do, who's gonna fire Triple H? <laughs> Because he, he's, he's the going to start right doing now. that, guy. it's scary the direction that it's going to go if that's the case. Because, yeah. I mean, how do you – that's true that the they guy. don't – But, you know, all these – and it's funny you mentioned – well, hold on. He mentioned cancel culture. He mentioned cancel culture, and it's funny because I, I look through my Facebook. I look through Instagram. I look through all this, and they're saying, oh, well, I'm not watching WWE anymore, and I'm not doing this, and I'm not and, – and they're dead to me. Wrestling's dead. And and I'm sitting there like, okay, well, first of all, you know, um, you, you said this about the kneeling for the anthem in football, and they just and the NFL just had their highest grossing and viewership year ever, so obviously that didn't work, that didn't happen. But also, you, you know, these people are like, oh well, I'm just I'm just done with wrestling, and I'm just whatever. No, you're not. I mean, think about it. And yeah. again, I'm used, I know I've used I, I know I've used football a couple of times here as an example, but. If this scandal wasn't Vince McMahon, if this scandal was Roger Goodell, 
okay, or one of the NFL owners, okay, are people going to stop watching the NFL? No. Look, there, there, was, there was pro wrestling before Vince McMahon, and there will be afterwards, well, you know. Well, exactly. let, me, let me ask you this. We'll, 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 we'll cover uh, my thoughts on Triple H in the second hour. Uh, we got about uh, we got about a 10 minutes here left with Bob. Bob, let me ask you this. Did you, in your day, ever get to meet Vince McMahon? Yeah, I was just going to say that I actually met Vince McMahon three times in my life. Uh, oh, I met wow. him. They had a big show at, at the at the Saddle Dome, twenty thousand people, and uh, actually, what happened? Uh, I was out in Saskatchewan, setting up some shows, and uh, the announcer, a guy named Billy Red Lyons, from Toronto, uh, had laryngitis, so they had no announcer. So the cops stopped me on the highway halfway to Saskatoon. Uh, please call Mr. Hart and all that, and there's no cell phones in those days. So I called Stu and said, Bob, he says, we've got a problem. Ed Whalen, he's on holidays, and we have 20,000 people at the Saddle Dome tonight. We have nobody to announce the show. So uh, they, I ended up driving back. I announced in front of 20,000 people. Wow. I, uh, I even, even, and that's I got, that's and unbelievable! I met, wow. And I, I, I met, I walk in, and the first guy I meet is a guy named Jay Strong, Strongbow. Bob, come on in. And here's, wow. He said, do, he, then he said, Jay says to me, "Do you want the finishes?" So I don't want the finishes. Just t- give me the matches. I, forget it. I, I've been doing this a long time. I don't need the finishes. Anyway, you sure you don't need the finishes? I, no, no, Jay, just let me call a match the way I see it. So I did that. Uh, then wow. I'm, I'm, I know I had also met Vince at that show. He he was at that show. So that's the second time I met him. And I got my photo with him. Seemed to be a really nice guy. What? When I walk nice. after the show is over, I walk out and uh, Jay Strongbow Bob uh, sign here. I said, "What's that for? Fifty one hundred fifty bucks." I said, "Hey." Uh, so I I can actually officially say on TV on on the radio that I have. Actually worked for WWE in my life. There's only one, <laughs> and I got 150 bucks out of the deal. And I've met hey, Vince, for the, Vince for the second time. Did you uh, make a copy of the check and put it on your mantle and say, "Hey, this is why I worked with the WWF"? Oh, I uh, wish I, I did. I, 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 I never actually. I don't know what happened to the receipt that I signed, but. Uh, Twenty a couple of years later, I was out in Vancouver, and uh, I bumped into my old friend Mick Foley, and then Hi. right behind Mick, Mick Foley was there was Vince. He says, <laughs> "I met your." He even remembered. I said, "Vince," said, "I don't know if you remember me." So oh, yeah, I, I think I met you in, at Stu Hart's house. So you know, he he seemed like he he had a lot of charm. Seemed like a nice guy. I got I had no beef with Vince. You think but, uh, is he six three? Is he like six foot no, three? Not, I always I wondered I think, that. I don't think he's six three. I think he's. It's, I I I I was six one and I'm now five ten and a half because I shrunk. Apparently, in well, the last two years. Progress was I think he's, he's maybe he's maybe maybe six. Like I don't Hogan. I met Hogan a couple of times. There's no way he was six foot eight. I know that. Yeah. Same with Hunter. He was, he was probably six one, six one at the most. Hunter, you know. But I'll tell you one one of these days, maybe another show. I'll tell you a good Hunter story. I know, I know Scott knows about that story. I'll tell you what. I, uh, I call, we uh, we definitely 
we we definitely uh we definitely want to do have you on again if you'd be willing to join us. One thing I do want to say, Bob, uh, you know, uh, our show on Monday nights on eighty nine point one Kens FM Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, uh, every Monday night from uh, nine to eleven p.m. Uh, you know, I, I will say, Bob, one thing is you have helped us get uh, every single member of the Hart family on our show, with the exception of Bret Hart, which uh, eventually one day I would like to get him on our show. But uh, you helped us get Diana. You helped us get uh, Bruce. Uh, you helped wow. us get Ross. Uh, you helped us get uh, their kids. Uh, we've had Harry, uh, Harry, Julie Harry, Hart on with us. And you helped us get all those. And we, we will always – and, uh, you know, you also had us um, – um, you also uh, had had us set up to get Smith Hart on, but unfortunately he had passed away a week before he was supposed to be on with us. Yeah. And, it, that you know, that still breaks me up every time I think about that. But uh, you, helped, you helped us get hooked up to the Hart clan, and we will always be in forever debt to you for everything that you helped our show to help us build it to what it is today. Well, you know, I had a, a structure Bruce, of funding Bruce commercials, had, and we've had all the hearts on. It's been great. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Harden and I had a we, – we did a show we uh, on a dare, more, more or less, on Blog Talk Radio, and we called it Heartbeat Radio. And uh, we did 350 <laughs> shows over seven, six or seven years. And, uh, and then finally uh, we just uh, – either we were getting – I don't know. We, we just stopped doing it. But we might do it again, but – uh, I know you. Your show was always one of the popular shows that we. You know, I talked to you so many times, and uh, you know, I uh, fellow. Pod, I'm still a podcaster. In fact, we're going to have a. We're. I'm going down in St. Louis. Uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Herb Simmons. He's run the old. He's got a thing called Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling in St. Louis. He's. He run, every May. He runs a Bruiser Brody weekend. And he has Barbara Goodish, uh, Frank's wife, down there. But last year, he had a uh, he had a fan fest, and so I oh, took sweet. Ross and a couple more peak friends of mine. We went down to St. Louis, and so we're going back this May. And Herb says, "Is, is, is it an annual and, thing?" Yeah, yes, yeah, oh. in the middle of May, annual now. Oh. So anyway, it's a big fan fest. They got a boat. This year, they, I, I was able to get them. We have Abby Abdullah, Dr. D, Boogie Woogie Man, uh, the Gold Girls, Walk oh, and Roll Express. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. A, a ton of guys. But anyway, Herb called me up the other day, and he says, Bob, is Heartbeat Radio still running? So, well, not officially, but we're, we're going we're gonna to have a, a Facebook Live edition of Heartbeat Radio in St. Louis. So that will be in. Oh, uh, wow. That'll be in oh, May 14th, 15th. So that'll be How do you get an invite? Where do I get an invite for that one? <laughs> yeah, so you guys... I'd love to go. We'll have to have you, have you call in and talk. I think Bruce is going to be coming down. Ross will be at that deal. And... Oh, cool. Yeah, we would definitely love to uh, call in for that. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, you know how many shows uh, that you had over seven years. Yeah, uh, uh, Big Swing. How long have you and I been doing this together now? Uh, we it was the first time uh, we ever did a show from India, where uh, Cedric Man came out uh, on the motorcycle in that leather outfit. 
Which wow. WrestleMania yeah, that was, was that? 20, that? That was 14 or 15, I think. So, I mean, it's probably going on probably going on 10 years. Um, but nice. it's the the what the show has become obviously is different than what the show started as. It started as sort of what we're doing now, which was going on and talking about wrestling and talking about things that are going on or storylines or angles or scandals or whatever and giving our take on it. Um, now it has sort of evolved into more of a uh, interview show where we talk to, you know, anyone from, you know, we, we've had multiple, you know, WWE and WCW stars on, uh, both retired, not not current because I don't allow it, but retired and uh, a lot of indie, you know, indie wrestlers and stuff, as well as other celebrities and stuff. Icon's been very good with uh, reaching out and booking, you know, various different types of celebrities and things. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I don't have my computer in front of me at the moment to check, but I'm pretty sure that was like the 14 or 15 mania. So it, it's pretty right. Well, I'll tell you what, here, here's our history. We did 250 shows as off the ropes. That's how we started as. Okay. And then we yeah. found out that there was someone else using that, and they had they wanted to, uh, well, let's just say they wanted to uh, litigate us for using that. So we uh. changed it to um, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, and we've done 349 shows of that. So we have done a total of 550 shows since we started. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's been awesome. it's been yeah. up there for sure, and you yeah. know and and we, I can't even tell you the, the the names of Hall of Famers and things, all of them that we've had on. From you know, I Icon never ceases to surprise me. Like he'll, he'll sometimes he'll call me and be like, "Hey, I have so and so on," and you know, I work in sports radio up in New York, so you know, right now I'm kind of in a lull. But usually I have football or I have baseball or a basketball thing that I'm covering for whatever. So I I don't usually pop on and talk to everybody, but Every once in a while, he'll he'll uh, he'll call me up or he'll text me and be like, "Hey, we got you know Diamond Dallas Page coming on, or we've got Ken Shamrock, or you know one of the uh, 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 team members, Santana. or we've got yeah Tito Santana Tito was Santana. on Gilbert, and I'm yeah. like, I I'm calling out of work tonight. I'm not missing this one, <laughs> you know. We had a, in fact for those who for those who don't know, we started off the show. Uh, I mean, inaugural broadcast, like first one ever on the show talking to Buff Bagwell, Buff the Stuff. So, I mean, that, wow. that's how we kicked things off. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. and here's what, here's the other thing that's interesting about our show. Uh, you know, when I uh, – I remember when I told you that uh, um, we were going to have – who is your hero? Uh, wow. Well, we were going to have uh, Big Swing's hero on with us, and uh, we're, we're not going to mention the name – but unfortunately, he had re-signed with the WWE, so he had to cancel. But he did get us in replacement. He got us his old girlfriend, Vicky Guerrero, as a guest on our show to replace him. <laughs> nice. And I remember, I remember Vince, Vicky Guerrero, the first thing she said when she came on after I introduced her, she says, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, I know your uh, your show has been uh, people. I talk to guys at Cauliflower Alley and Waterloo, and you know, so many people tell me about the, your show. It's uh, 
it's uh, infamous, let's put it that way. And uh, it's been going on a long time. You guys do a hell of a job. Uh, uh, we, we've, been, uh, we, we've been doing, we've been doing uh, heartbeat radio on Facebook Live. Like, I'll, I'll go down to the Cauliflower Alley Club and I'll, I'll do, uh, I'll do uh, Facebook Live on, uh, face, on Heartbeat Radio. Remember, I was at the Waterloo, Iowa a few years ago. This is, I had met Adam Pierce when he, at the Cauliflower Alley Club, and he had just started with the uh, WWE. And uh, so I went up and I said, Bob Johnson, Heartbeat Radio, here on Facebook Live, my special guest from the WWE. And then uh, I've got to edit that out. Anyway, uh, Adam Pierce, but uh, we, we've, we'll still do one, you know, as long as we've got Facebook Live. And I, uh, so, we, I, I can't. We, we, anyway. I can't, yeah, I you know, ask you know real quick. One, one quick. Just, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, I'm walking into work real quick, um, so just give me a minute to get uh, – to get settled yeah. and get in front of a microphone and all that stuff, and I'll call back in. But I want to ask you, just because I was thinking about it, I know it's a little bit off topic, but um, before we started doing this show, I knew he was from North Dakota. I flew from New York to North Dakota to go to the Bob Footage, the Maui Madness uh, uh, tournament out there. March you know, Madness. They had Mick Foley and Billy yeah, Gunn. Uh, right? March Madness, yeah. No, not Maui. Yeah, yeah. And so – they had, you know, Billy Gunn was out there and Mick Foley and all those guys who showed up and whatnot. And I remember I kind of was, it was mid to late March and I, you know, I'm six feet tall. I still had snow up to my knees and I was just thinking, do you, do you no, guys have a lot of no, snow? No, cause... yeah, so, no, no, there was snow up to your ass is what it was. <laughs> well, pretty much. Well, well, I can I, I, the only reason I bring it up is because I'm driving into work right now. And I remember, I remember saying to myself earlier, it's early February in upstate New York, and it was like 47 degrees today, and we don't have a lick of snow, and here it is in February. So I was just wondering if, if you guys uh, are going through a, a warm spell as well or if you're still buried under the uh, the white powder up there. Well, well you know, right here, in Fargo, North, right, right here in Fargo, North Dakota, where we have four seasons, winter, flood, road construction, and football, it's 44 <laughs> degrees, and there is no snow anywhere to be seen. That wow. is wild, man. Global warming, man. Global warming at its finest, well, I'll tell you. Man. About uh, th- three weeks ago, I, I, I went down to see my brother who owns a condo in Boca Raton, Florida. And he said, come on down. And I left. Calgary was minus 25 Fahrenheit. And then I came back wow. and it was 50, 50 above last week. And then this weekend, it's big snowstorm on the weekend. And then it's going to get wow. warm again. That, that, that's... We're kind of like the, but I, I got a, interesting in, in North Dakota. I look on the temperature in Winnipeg today; it's 35 above. It's usually like 35 below in Winnipeg this time of year. But <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, wow. Uh, you know, the one thing is, uh, Fargo, North Dakota. We have a big rivalry with Winnipeg, and that would be the Winnipeg Gold Eyes uh, when they mm-hmm. come down and play the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks. And those right. two teams hate each other there is no mid ground those teams hate each other and the winnipeg goldeye fans hate me i have <laughs> i have epoch heat with that entire town for some reason i do well that uh, 
as a young, I, I went, I supported the gold eyes. They used to be the farm system for the Cardinals, you know. And they, yep, right. Yeah. But no, that's, yeah, Fargo, Fargo had a, they had the, uh, what uh, they called the FM the, Twins. The FM Twins at the time. Yeah, and but we we have the we have the Red Hawks now, but they were the FM Twins Red back Hawks, then. Yeah, similar yeah. thing you mentioned yeah. about. Uh, I don't know how close you guys are to. Uh, I was talking to my old friend Brett on the weekend, and uh, there's a guy, a friend of mine, Fred Yankee, who lives in uh, Minneapolis. He's got a promotion called uh, Midwest All Star Wrestling. He they're running a yep, big show. No, at the casino, it's about 150 miles. I can't remember where it is. It's up up in uh, near Wisconsin or something. But they're bringing uh, Vern, uh, Greg Gagne and uh, Brett. Told me he's going up there and having a big show. So uh, I don't know how far that is from Fargo, but it looks like a good time. So. Well, yeah, uh, Bob Johnson's our guest here in 89 point. Oh, I'm sorry, let reverse that. Uh, Bob Johnson, I guess, here on Icon and Friends here on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, you know, Bob, I'll tell you what, I uh, I, I know that we said we were only going to have you on for an hour, and we do appreciate it. And hopefully, uh, you know, I know that you're going on a big vacation, but hopefully you'd be willing to uh, join us again on this program and maybe come back on Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, and uh, we can have some more fun with you. Sounds good. Uh, I'll tell you, let me tell you a quick story about talking much on, on blog talk radio uh, a few years ago i had probably the hero biggest hero i ever had in wrestling was a guy named don leo jonathan and i met him when i was about 12 years old and i became really good friends with him when he retired in vancouver so i had him i saw him at the cauliflower ellie club and i said don leo would you like to come on to hard radio sometime so he talked kind of close. I had him on close. So here we go. I said, wrestling fans, our special guest today, Bruce and I have Don Leo. So Don Leo says, he's talking very slow. He says, how long do you want me to talk? And I said, hey, uh, 10 minutes, 15, half an hour. Can you go a half an hour? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> half an hour can come along, right? And then uh, I said, can you stay on a little longer? Oh, sure. So anyway, long story short, uh, Blog Talk used to have this extra hour. I don't know if they still have it. It turned out he was on for three hours. And then we brought him, <laughs> asked him if he'd ask him if he'd come back the next week. And he says, but I, I promise you I, I won't talk as long. So he came back the next week and he says, I promise all your fans I don't want to put them to sleep. Uh, I'll only talk for 15 minutes. Three hours later. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, well, I'll tell you what Bob, we're going to get into the one subject that I know that uh, that is, is pretty touchy. I know that you didn't want to uh, cover with us, and we understand that. But uh, we love you, Bob, and uh, you are a great friend, and you have been a friend since uh, – uh, since I first uh, got your number, and uh, uh, wow. one thing I do want to thank you for real quick here is uh, with uh, with your help, uh, I'm good friends, uh, and I have a great friendship with Barbara Goodish, uh, who of oh, course yeah. is 
uh, Brody's widow, and uh, she, you hooked me up with her, and uh, she and I have been friends ever since, and I do appreciate you, Bob. Thank you. It's interesting. Uh, I'll let you guys continue, but uh, I've had a, such a – I'm so grateful every day that I've got to meet so many guys. I talked to my old friend Stan Hansen the other day. I went to talk, ask him about something, and we were on the phone for an hour and a half. And then the week before, I phoned, uh, phoned my friend Darren. We talked for about an hour, and then uh, I talked to Mick Foley. And but uh, I, I talked. I'm always talking to these old guys, you know, and uh, I could talk wrestling any time. But I'd like to come back. Uh, I've got some really good stories you guys might want to hear about. Really, oh man, love to hear these stories. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, what we're gonna do. Uh, I will I will uh, book you on the next time we do this show, and we will have you on with us, and uh, we'll uh, do icons and friends, and we'll do uh, we'll do wrestling stories. Uh, we'll have you tell us. Uh, well, uh, I I don't know how long you'll be able to stay, stay on with us. Uh, you'll you could probably go through your uh, uh, your booking diary with a pocket calculator and say, boy, I should tell him this one. I should tell him this one. Uh, I'll get two different to talk about this one. Uh, I'll tell them this one. Uh, that one's kind of boring. This is exciting. I mean, I want you to do that, and then we'll have you back on. We'll talk about that. Sure. Well, I can. I, I've got some good stories of good Bobby Heenan rib that he pulled on me. Uh, I can tell. That's a classic one. Uh, I've got a couple of Brian Pillman. The Bruce Hart loved to rib Brian Pillman. We had another guy called uh, Bill Kazmaier. Got some classic ribs with him, uh, so uh, oh, I've got some really good ones. I had I had one. We had a guy uh, when when we shut down Stampede. We had a guy who was our number one heel, a guy called Mike Shaw. Uh, we called him Mockin Singh. He was our number one heel. And then when he left, he uh, he became Bastion Booger, and I don't even want to get into that. That he just destroyed it. He, but but that was Bastion Booger after he left us. But one time we were doing a, a, a promoting a show out in, in, in the interior of British Columbia. So there was this a radio show called the CBC Radio. It's like it's like PBS, you know. And uh, the guy says, I'll, since it, it, it's, it's you guys are promoting a show for the Boys and Girls Club, I'll have you on for two minutes. Call in at two minutes to nine. In the morning, so uh, I brought him down. Mike came on for uh, two minutes. Make a long story short, uh, he says we have to leave at nine o'clock. We have a special announcement to make. Make a long story short, Mike stayed on till noon. We found out later <laughs> that, the, that they were they, they were supposed to have the Prime Minister of Canada come on to announce a, a, a hundred million dollar. Uh, economic <laughs> development for that town, so they they taped us and played it in the afternoon. And so Mark and saying that every time we went to Vernon and Kelowna, this guy would phone me up. Can you bring him on? We love that guy. So he was a regular. But that, that's a story too. The Prime Minister of Canada got got snubbed by Mark and Singh of Stampede Wrestling. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And uh, remember, well, the whole business. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, one final thing. 
as Bruce Hart used to always tell me, wrestling comes right down to it. all wrestling is just a big rib anyway. Okay, I'll leave it at right. that. Let you guys think about that. One quick thing here, Bob. Uh, if you can call in to our show, uh, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on April 1st, we are going to have Bobby Heenan's daughter on with us. Oh, oh beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, I can tell you uh, that okay, story. Well, that's that that's going to be a I'm, big show. Yeah, I'll go try ahead. to get I'm, – I'm, go, I'm going to Japan in the uh, first week of April, but uh, I should be able to get on mm-hmm. there. Remind me. I'd love to be on there with, with that guy. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll let everybody know here on uh, Icon and Friends that April 1st is going to be a big show. Here's going to be the guest for that mm-hmm. show. We're going to have Al Pacino's stepmom. Uh, oh, we're wow. going to have James. We're going to have James Gandolfini's son on with us, oh, and we're going to have Bobby's with us. April 1st is going to be a big show for Attitude Era Monday Live Monday. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I, I don't have to go. I'll put Japan off for a week if I have to. Well, yeah, and then uh, you, well, you can call in from anywhere. That's no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, uh, yeah, yeah like I, can I, can I still, I can still listen to the end of the show, though, eh? Oh, of course. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. If you want to, do you, do you want to stay older? Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just put me. I'll, I won't say anything, but I'll, I like to hear your opinions on that current issue. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, simply this. And then we'll, we'll come back to you at the end. No problem. Yeah, again, if you need any more, uh, I, I've got a ton of guys. I've got guys always calling me. So make sure you tell them that. But, yeah. Yeah, if any more guys, Scott, get hold of me. I can, I've got uh, a plug for Cauliflower and Waterloo. Uh, uh, I've been going there for 25 years to the Cauliflower Alley Club. And uh, I know so many guys. If you need more guides on your show, just let me know. Nice. Well, you know, there's, 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 one guy, there's one guy I would like to get, Magnum T.A. I can get him. I know wow. Magnum. He'd love to come on. Oh, man. Sure, I'll get him on. Uh, we, we can get, even get him on this show. And, uh, you know, I want to ask him, uh, when he, uh, you know, because Baron Von Grassy was always in character even when he left the room. I want to ask him if he, uh, if uh, Baron Von Grassy, how would you say, Magnum T.A.? How about any status on the honky tonk man? Is that is that going to be a thing? Or... <laughs> no, I, I can't. Oh, well, I, I, I can't. I can't love honky tonk. Let too. me tell you. Let me tell you about the honky tonk man. I'm going to tell you this real quick here. We don't uh, have a whole bunch of time, the, here, so don't go. Don't be too long winded. All right, and then we'll then we'll get into our our topic. The honky tonk man is an a hole. Okay. I wrote him a message, and he says, I'm not doing Mama Basement Radio. And I'm like, okay, you're not doing Mama Basement Radio, and the Ultimate Warrior beats you in 27 seconds. It's different, though. you got to be a little bit wittier on the air, though, or, or, or when these guys tell you that. Be like, well, you were okay doing Mama's Basement Wrestling for thirty plus years, because I mean, what, what did you ever win? I mean, who, what, what did you ever do except for win an Intercontinental? You won the Intercontinental title, so you were basically second place for however many weeks. You know what I mean? So 
it's just uh, it's one of those things. And, 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 guys, I know we don't have a whole bunch of time left here because we only had a 90-minute show planned today. Um, but, uh, but, but if anybody is interested uh, and, you ever, and, and if you ever feel like reading a novel, okay, you ever feel like reading a novel, text the icon or send a Facebook message to the icon and ask him his thoughts uh, on his interaction with Stevie Ray, and uh, we'll go from there. But anyway, I can't, uh, let's, let, let, let's talk next a little time, bit about the topic here today. Yeah, next time you have me on, right, well, I'll tell you a good honky-tonk story, too. I, I've got a really good story to tell you about him. His wife is awesome. from here. Uh, oh, nice. Definitely. Uh, I will tell uh, Yeah, last thing about the honky-tonk man, I told him, I said, you know what, uh, Mr. Man, Mr. Honky-tonk, you're so old, Elvis stole your gimmick. And then he hung up on me. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, it's going to talk about the topic here. We've got about uh, 22 minutes here. Uh, you guys had a chance to uh, read this stuff going on with Vince and uh, all the, uh, um, the sex trafficking and all this stuff. Um, it is it is so bad. There is no reporting for Vince McMahon. Have you guys uh, heard any of the stuff or, or read of any, on any of it? I mean, all you got to do is do a Google search, and, and you can read it for yourself. A lot of it I don't think we uh, could or should or at liberty to really get into the intricate, disgusting details of a lot of you know the messages that have been released and the things that have happened. Um, and wow. but I, you know, again, I do apologize. I have music on in the background. I'm in the sports studio, but they're playing music right across the way at the FM station. So it just if you hear that in the background, my apologies. But um, no, I, I don't. I don't think we we're at liberty to get into a lot of that, and you, we don't need to. Just do a Google Vince McMahon, and you'll have pages full of it. But but Icon, I, I just I, I I wanted to really get your take on it because all week long. You were like, you know, fire Triple H and get rid of this guy and get rid of that guy. And I just, I need to know, other than you not being a fan of, of character, what what your beef really was with him, especially since he really had nothing to do with it. Well, here's the deal, though. Uh, everybody knows that uh, Triple H is married to Cedric Mann, Vince McMahon's daughter. And yeah. uh, Triple H, uh, Paul Lebeck, we'll call him. Because that's his name, uh, he is he was he's the CEO C O of the company. Now you cannot tell me that he did not know what was going on, and you can't tell me that he never had any interaction with this gal uh, because she was an employee. He may, I mean he very well may have had interaction. Of course, he probably saw her around the office. She was an office intern. But honestly, this doesn't sound like something that that Vince was sharing with people other than those that were in his, his circle of debauchery. Like, you know, th- th- based on everything I've heard from the story, it wasn't Vince McMahon going, Hey, Hunter, you want to get it on this piece of ass? Like, no, he, he, he never really told him about it. Like, I think it was one of those things where Triple H found out the same way we all found out, and he did his diplomatic duty to not deal with it on camera. I mean, you know, as much as there's a fallout going on with social media and with the company and with this and that, if Triple H went on and all he wanted to talk about was field questions about what happened with his father-in-law and this and that, 
he wouldn't get any news done. He he went on. He did the right thing, the the best thing for business. Talked about the pay per view. Talked about WrestleMania. Talked about the company moving forward. I mean, their household. Yes, it's probably a nightmare right now. Stephanie's probably upset. Shane's probably really upset. Uh, you know, Triple H probably is not happy about it. But you can't, you know, <clears throat> until something comes out where this girl and her lawyer and anybody else, uh, all the other females now that are coming out and speaking out about it. Until his name is dragged through the mud and said, oh, yeah, Triple H was involved in this, too. Triple H did this to me, too. Triple H did that to me, too. You really can't indict him on anything. Just because he's related to the man doesn't mean that – like if my father were to commit this stuff in secret and do these things, you, you, would you indict me for something that he did if I didn't know about it? You can't, you can't do that. It's well, not something that – Well, the thing you know, is the nature, the nature of their relationship, though – Right. I mean, let, so me, let, close, me let me do this. Let me say this. Let me say this, Luke, and let you get your point. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay. Yeah. When Vince McMahon stepped away and was going to come back, Triple H, uh, Nick Khan, and Stephanie McMahon were the, were the three uh, heads of the three top-ranking officials in the WWE. They all voted not to let Vince return. And he used his power and his vote to yeah. yeah, I think that they, they voted not to have him return because he's old and he's losing his mental faculties, and they wanted to go a different direction with the business, and he wanted to stay a certain way with the business. As far as anybody knows, that was a business decision, not a personal one, as far as anybody anybody knows anyway. Right. Well, you know, I'll tell you here, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, there is going to be, from what I understand, there is going to be, uh, there's probably going to be some divorces coming out of this. Okay. Wow. Uh, oh hell yeah. Look, look who's been named in this thing. Brock Lesnar, very, very disabled. Okay. Rena Merrow. Uh, John Laurinaitis, Bellatron's mother. Uh, he's involved in this. Okay? Now, it, yeah. it's true, and uh, right now, I'm not taking anybody's side right now, because we don't know. We don't have the right to say, okay, Vince McMahon's guilty, and this gal's telling the truth, and Vince McMahon's lying, or she's lying, and Vince McMahon's telling the truth. We can't say that. That's not our position here. If you're married to Stable, why do you feel the need to, to, to go get to go get a side piece? I mean, I mean that that's crazy. <laughs> right. Oh, you, 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 know, you know, people are crazy. <laughs> I can tell you guys this real quick. Uh, I I actually met Sable. Uh, she was uh, in um, she was in Forget Falls uh, for her daughter's volleyball game. Okay. Wow. Okay. And who she was. Guess what? The icon knew who she was. So I casually uh, went over to her and had her something like program. Okay? Uh, and wow. I, I said, it's good to meet you. And then I walked away and left. I didn't want to make a scene, right? Um, well, 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 she must be, oh, I mean, she must have been dropped that gorgeous in real life. Oh, my God. Uh, very, very. Well, depends. Oh, wow. Depends uh, on what year, Icon. Depends on what year this was. Because nobody, I, I think any nobody's year. Nobody's going to look good with age. Nobody's going to look good. Are you kidding me? She looks good now to me. If this was 1996, 
then then maybe Icon might have you know been pitching a tent in his pants. But if this was like, <laughs> but, but if this if this was like two years ago, then uh, maybe maybe not so much. So I don't know. But. I still, I still well, like here's, it. Wow. Here's the other thing. You know, Brock Lester and uh, Sable's daughter looks a lot like Brock. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully she'll uh, get a little more stable as she goes on. Come, come, uh, and I'm not saying anything disparaging here. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's the reverse Steve Tyler effect. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, <laughs> with all the stuff coming out, with the with uh, Man and everything, I'm going to ask you guys this, and you guys can both uh, put in your uh, two cents on this. One, do you think Vince McMahon is ever going to be able to come back? Yes or no? And if it's yes, let me know why. Because no is obvious. So what do you think, Luke? Is he able to come back ever? Yes or no? no I mean, I don't think – I think that this, the expedience in which he quit, um, resigned uh, says a lot in volumes um, about how bad it really, you know, was coming. Like, I mean, he jumped out of the way of that freight train, I mean, as much as he could. And that's currently going on, and we don't even know the end of this train, you know? Like, I mean, it's it's just starting, you know, really. So I don't think that he will ever come back in, a, in the capacity of any kind of leadership. I mean, but it's sad because it's a, you know, I mean, it's a memorial, and, and it, I think the whole industry is, um, unfortunately, it's now without the, um, I mean, this, since you said it earlier, it's not just Vince. It's a whole domino effect that's going on right now. You know, the branches are falling out of the, you know, and it's and it's going to restructure the whole face of the industry. In my opinion, I mean, like, uh, like, uh, and sadly, uh, it, we well, not sadly, uh, we we hope that someone that knows what they're doing gets at the helm. And if there's anyone that's not affected by this, that that is, um, you know, in a in a favorable light. Like, I mean, who would you even consider to, to run that helm right now? Now it's not just WWE, it's TKO, right? It's UFC, WWE, it's a whole different ballgame. You know? Right now, The Rock is ahead of everything. And and, and and is that good? Is that bad? I mean, what do you? I mean, it's like I, well, right. I I think I think that they they needed to reach out to a figure that has a pretty good public opinion. That I mean, I mean, The Rock is the best choice possibly. I mean, when you think about yeah. it, he's he, he's like the, you know ruling the industry. He's the number one paid actor. I mean, come on, like yeah, if anybody, that's the best choice. And, and and just you know, but it's just like without McMahon, yeah, I don't, you know, it's going to be a whole different like like hopefully the Rock, the Rock doesn't make it a bumper sticker wrestling, you know, like I don't know. Um, hopefully, it still has depth, you know. And uh, he's well, I, I, I don't think he's, I don't fact. think he's going to wrestle much anymore, uh, other than his match against Roman. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, the, the, I mean, the, him the, rolling the, 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 the wheel. For this two you know? years ago, but you know, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Hey, what you guys? When I heard about the Rock being a board what? member, I, I I thought it was a bit of a head scratcher, simply because you know I I just it almost seemed like it was grasping at straws. Like I mean. You know, you make the rock. You you make the rock a a board member and executive in the company now. After all of this, why, it is kind of like putting up a arguably, nice sign. Yeah, like arguably okay. the biggest star ever. And if this was something that he was interested in, why not make this move years ago? And maybe wrestling wouldn't have went through that that 
you know, well, dry well, how's Heyman? How's Heyman affected by this? Because where, where's Heyman at? <laughs> well, Heyman's you know? working with Heyman's working. Heyman's working with um with. I mean, uh, it Roman seems like Reigns an opportunity right for him. Like, yeah, but well, why isn't he uh, jumping? Like, you know, it's it's Paul Heyman. You would expect Heyman's him to a, take Heyman's some kind of leadership. Well, I think Heyman's got a good got got a good got a good gig going on right now as sort of the title holder and mouthpiece uh, for you know for. You think um, that'll be enough for him? Um, you think he'll be able to hold on to just that much? Like, like, yeah, I mean, in the coming months, him looking him at the Rock rolling things, you know, like, like he's gonna he's got to be thinking. Paul Heyman is, is if I'm Paul Heyman, I'm thinking, yeah, it's good enough because every time they give him a position, they take it away from. Him. So, well, you know, uh, I, I, mean, I think Paul Heyman, he's, he's a, he's a guy that never – I mean, you, you see, Paul Heyman, you know, he did like the Studio 54 and, and he uh, got, you know, even the wrestlers in there. and He seems like the kind of guy that is never have a, never has enough, you know, like, I mean, in a good way, you know, as far as a business, you know, like he was always climbing, climbing. I don't think he can just sit and just watch this kind of thing go on without trying to climb somewhere. You know, that's just my opinion. I mean, like I think – we're going to see him do something me, uh, with this. Let, let me mention this. Let me mention this. Here, here's what I'm going to I'm going to put a, put a prediction out right now. I got about At ten minutes. Seven. Oh, okay. I'm going to put a prediction out here. Seven twenty p.m. on February seventh, twenty twenty-four. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, Triple H will be ousted from the company. That's one. Bruce Pritchard will be ousted from the company. That's two. Wow. Um, yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon, you'll see a divorce proceeding. Uh, wow, well, that's, John, that's a given. His wife, you'll probably see a divorce proceeding there. Uh, Vince McMahon, is, uh, if you're going to go through court on this, he's probably going to pay himself to make it go away. Okay. You uh, kind of broke up a little on the last part, uh, Icon. Yeah, you kind of broke it off there. Your, your, your reception wasn't great on the last one, Icon. Okay, what I was going to say is uh, the uh, – what, what part did you guys hear? Uh, we, we, we heard uh, – the last one we heard was McMahon going to get a divorce, um, and then you were going to say something else, and then you, you said Triple H ousted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Divorce, you said Linda and uh, Linda divorced, divorced and, and then and then it was yeah. like then it went. Bruh. Yeah. Like. Okay. Uh, uh, John Laurinaitis and his wife. If they, if uh, the accusations prove true, there's going to be a divorce there. Wow. Also, uh, you're you're never going to see you're you're never probably ever going to see a McMahon back in that company. That's another prediction. Well, Here's is Shane still final... like doing the China Cup? Is Shane, Shane even near it right now? Or is he very no, much in WWE? He, I mean, so even doing the company in China didn't save save him. Like, uh, you think he knows everything? I mean, I think he does. You know? Yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if, if he doesn't know exactly, he knows of it. Yeah. There, there's uh, here's here's my other two predictions. There's a lot of people whose names have not been mentioned yet. And oh man, it's got to be like Salem Witch Hunt in WWE right now. When you heard that the FBI raided Vince McMahon's house, okay, 
there's going to be more people coming to light. But I have a feeling Vince McMahon, because he is a smart business guy, Vince McMahon is going to find a way to settle this so it does not go to court. So those that have been unnamed will remain unnamed. That's well, my not to get in the Coke and Pepsi thing either. I, I was told I, I had somebody that blew my mind the other day who said, "Well, you know, the reason they're going after Vince now is because of his affiliations with Trump." And I didn't want not to go Coke and Pepsi, but I was just that kind of blew my mind to hear that. Um, I was just like, "Wow, I wonder if I, you know, there is a domino effect. Who knows? I mean, everything's <laughs> it's crazy." Man was uh, was a member of uh, Donald Trump's cabinet. You know that. I, I knew that they had all some those, kind of affiliation. All those big businessmen are going to be like that. Well, and, and look at WrestleMania. I mean, they had the hair versus hair. I mean, come on. <laughs> I was always I was waiting for the Trump action figure, honestly, from Mattel, but it never happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they're going to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This is great. You know what I know that we've got about uh, six minutes here on uh, the first ever episode of Icon and Friends. Now, uh, I know that uh, Big Swing, you're always busy. Uh, you know, you're a bar owner. You're awesome. you're a new daddy. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'd like to try and uh, do this every other week or at least once a month. What do you think? I mean, I I work now. It's 8 p.m. I, I know I'm an hour behind you or an hour ahead of you, so I can do it weekly. It just has to be. Uh, it, it might be at times when you know I'm I'm at work and I can't be on for the full scale of the show. But if it's something that you want to do monthly, uh, certainly I can set aside a time to do it. Uh, I'm oh, also wait, you work at a bar on Tuesdays. I, I if you work at a bar, then I can just show up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, yeah. I, I mean, just if you want to come to uh, Albany, New York. Yeah, yeah man. Um, you, you, said you're, you said you're on Tuesday nights? Um, yeah, I'm I'm off. Uh, I work Wednesday through Saturday, and then I do the you know the sports radio during the day, every day, but I work nights um, Wednesday through Saturday, but I'm off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, um, you know, now that football uh, well, season's over, I won't have I won't have Monday night football. I have to cover. So, huh? And you know, you know, I'm busy on Monday nights. Well, well, yeah. I obviously, we, you know, we have the show, and I'm still producing it, even though I'm not always on it. I still hear everything. I just uh, I've had Monday night right. football the last you know six months. But well, yeah, why don't we why don't we, do why, why we work on doing this on Tuesday nights? I yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. That's awesome. Uh, now, I know this is going to be you and I, but um, uh, Luke, um, would you yeah. be available sometimes? Oh. I would love it. Are you kidding me? Nowhere I'd rather be. Hey. All right. Thanks, well, on, yeah. Big swing, uh, I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help you. If you want, I can bring, I'll bring can Bruce Hart on, too, if you want. Sure. Can we add? Can yeah. we add a third wheel there, uh, Swing? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, the more the merrier. Yeah. I mean, the show started off awesome. with, with three or four co-hosts, so you know, it's it's, it's always good, especially like when I even when I do my my you know sports radio shows during the day, I have a co-host. I can't just sit there and talk for three hours. You know, I know you can, but it's not always something that I can <laughs> I can do. So. Um, so yeah, well, no, it's always good to be able to bounce ideas off of people and stuff. So I love good. it. Big. Yeah, I gotta let oh, you know that uh, we're uh, me and uh, Matthias are going to be in New Jersey in October, filming the Black Tent. 
And uh, yeah. hopefully, I don't know how far you are from New Jersey, from where you live, but uh, uh, we're working on trying to get you uh, uh, as an extra in the movie when we're there. Where about in New Jersey? I don't know that what? yet. Okay, because oh, yeah, I'm about yeah. an hour and a half from the Jersey border, but I'm about four from Atlantic City. So it really depends on where in Jersey. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, uh, right now yeah. we're in Wildwood Crest. <laughs> hmm. And uh, where, where are you calling from? Oh, uh, I'm 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 uh, probably going to South Carolina area to Raleigh. Um, Possibly, but uh, pretty much flying by the seat of my pants right now, to be honest. <laughs> so, but I'm always a cell phone away, you know. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Uh, I'll coordinate this with Big Swing, and why don't we plan on doing this uh, next Tuesday night? Cool. Yeah, that's a cool thing. I'm with it. All right. I love it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, for those of you who are wondering, well, why is the sound quality so different? Well, I'm not in the studio, uh, you know, because uh, I understand uh, the guy I work for at the radio station only wants me in his, uh, only wants to see me for two hours once a week. That's it. That's all most people can handle. Well, I, I, will, I, I will be in the studio, so I will at least be on microphone. But, uh, Icon, you can just go buy, like, a cheap little microphone and at least have mic quality. But, anyway, we got about 45 yeah. seconds here, so let's set it up for next Tuesday, and uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, I guess we're calling this show Icon yeah. and Friends now, I guess. But maybe, maybe, maybe we'll put a poll out there and see if someone has a better name. But, anyway, uh, we will <laughs> see you guys uh, next Tuesday, actually. You think uh, you know me. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.